Welcome everyone to Loud and Proud Orlando. Uh, thank you so much for being live with us. We're live uh, May the 22nd, 8.37 p.m. Thank you so much. Uh, exciting weekend. We won the Derby. Florida still purple, right? Woo! Right? Um, I mean, I want to give kudos to the ILF. I think, uh, you know, the way of the support was displayed. It was definitely very motivating for uh, not only for the players, but also for everyone that, that traveled to Fort Lauderdale. I think, uh, you know, no, no, no speakers stopped the chance from the, the wall, the wall pretty much uh, was in South Florida. And so I do want to give kudos to, to, to the people from the ILF and, uh, fantastic tailgate too i mean with kayla and everyone there uh you know I, you know it was good to meet uh some of the people you know that that, that watch the show or new viewers also right so thank you so much for your support but um definitely three points that are gunshots around the world uh with oscar being cho uh, chosen as the manager of the match day for the mls Right, as well as you have uh, Erjan Kara in the team of the week, you know. So a lot of things to talk about. The production of our strikers is actually improving tremendously. You know, with with this new Erjan Kara mania in Orlando, and then we have, I think, a tough opponent coming up with a very um, good compact squad with a lot of good. Uh, we're going to analyze uh, Atlanta today. And see, how can we beat Atlanta United, right? A must-win game in Orlando, uh, right in, uh, at Explorer Stadium with the wall. I encourage everybody to go and support the team. Uh, it's, it has to be a packed stadium, right? Um, and, you know, I think the players are going to come out uh, hopefully on top. You know, we're going to analyze. I want to give uh, uh, a little bit of news. Luis Araujo from Atlanta United, won't be playing against Orlando. He had a red card in the last game against Chicago. Uh, the soon-to-be, apparently, player from Flamengo, one of the best players in the squad, is not going to be playing against Orlando City. So that's definitely good news. But they still have Tiago Almada and other pieces that definitely we're going to discuss today. Uh, Paola, welcome back. I know uh, you travel far, too. I know it was great to see you there and Alec and everyone there. Uh, yes. Been? Happy Monday, as always today i'm feeling more energized since it was my first away game and we won three one so i don't know if i'm the lucky i'm confused i don't know what i'm uh, what what is my status with this club but i i think i need to go more more away games and see what was the what's the status but i'm um i'm very very happy for the squad great performance and happy to be here as What's up? usual. Yeah. What's up, John? How you doing, my friend? Good. Yeah. Very happy. I had a, a very enjoyable Saturday night watching us beat Miami. And then ever since then, the world of Twitter has just been getting better and better. It's just like the never ending joy of everything happening after that game. It's just great. Everybody's uh, like the trolling of the Inter Miami fans. Love that. You know, <laughs> love everything about the speakers. Uh, all of this stuff now. Phil Neville's having a meltdown. I'm all about it. Like this is this is great. Uh, so that win is like the gift that keeps on giving, and uh, I'm enjoying it. It's been a great couple of days. 
I brought this just in case. There you go. But uh, no, uh, honestly, uh, yeah, I mean, winning the Derby unites people, right? So I think uh, that's that's fantastic. I'm just very happy that um, it was a ma massive win. Uh, a lot of the players were very ex excited about how Orlando played. Oscar definitely, I think he made the right substitutions. We'll discuss that. There's definitely lots of things to improve. I mean, Atlanta is a different beast. Uh, there's still, you know, some things that we need to analyze. Uh, we, we lack in the left-back position still, despite Rafael Santos scoring. I think we still lack in the, in the left-back depth against a team that has a lot of depth in that position, too. We'll talk about Caleb Wiley. Caleb Wiley, Atlanta United, very good player. Worth $4 million already, that kid. But uh, let's dive in into Orlando City, uh, how they came in. Um, with a, right here, a 4-2-3-1 system, right? Um, you know, we're talking about Rafael Santos start. I, 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 I didn't have Rafael Santos scoring, but I'm so happy for him. Uh, and, by the way, this was the first mistake of the uh, Apple TV coverage of the day, if you can spot it. Yeah, Cartagena, what, yeah. What's, what's up with that? <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this was yeah, this was bad. Yeah, uh, Gonzalez should have been where Cartagena is. Yeah, so Cal uh, Smith solid, but still not enough uh, speed. I think it was a great game by Van Angulo, uh, and then Gaston Gonzalez. Hopefully, he's he's good. Uh, the club has not pronounced uh, of his status just yet, but uh, the, I saw it, and it looks like it's a hamstring. Yep, and I will say at least, at least a, a, at least two or three weeks, man. I mean, that's just my opinion. I am no doctor, but I've seen those type of injuries happen. Uh, but uh, I think he's gonna come back stronger, right? It just sucks that he just was now getting some minutes, some wear and thread in his in his legs, and you know this occurred. Um, John, for you, what were your stronger points in this lineup um, against Miami? I mean, it's got to be Urchin Cara, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, Urchin Cara and Facu Torres. I think those two are learning how to play with each other. I was really impressed with Facu in this game. I think he's he's developing into that 10 role more and more every game, and he's learning more and more about where Angulo is going to be and where Ojeda is going to be and where Car is going to be, and he's he's really linking that play from the midfield into the attack. He's such a integral part of what we're, we're doing now in that 10 role. And then Cara, I mean, he, in the first half, he had a couple flicks where, you know, he tried like a back heel and it wasn't really going right for him. And then in the second half, he just sort of looked up for that, that pass that came to him and he, he saw Ojeda making the run and he just makes that, that perfect flick off to him. That's Ojeda up with the, the perfect ball to run on the score. So, I feel like um, he's developing every game and learning as well in the sense that he's changing his game slightly to adjust to the team, right? And the team is also doing that the other way, right? So we're trying to adjust the way that we're playing to get more chances for Kara by like crosses in the box or playing more a way that brings him into the game. And I think that really clicked in this one. And it showed how those two in particular are really starting to link up and understand each other. And that's so integral to this formation. So that was a real plus. And um, also the long throw, which 
I will happily eat my words on that finally worked, <laughs> even though I was calling <laughs> for it because I was like, it did not work up until that point. But uh, that was a classic uh, long throw header goal, which you, uh, you love to see. You don't see very often. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I will say this. Um, what uh, having Mauricio come in in the second half, well rested. I mean, he kind of, in a way, uh, he, he came he came on fire. He 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 was eating the field. Like he came re-energized. Uh, he was making good plays. He was linking up, and that's how the third goal came about too. So, I mean, that that's exactly what we need. Uh, and that's where uh, Facundo Torres excelled uh, in Peñarol. Was playing that ten position. I know his dad's probably going to be happy uh, him playing that position because he. When he was here in, in Florida, he kept saying, hey, he should play the 10. Maybe we should try and play the 10. Every time we'll see him, we'll spot him down in the in the elevators, you know, right? Or, or, or when press was going down the press room, sometimes his dad will, will hang out around that area. And sometimes he'll spot us and talk to us. And uh, he'll say, hey, you know, he should play the 10. I don't know why, you know. But finally, he's getting to play the 10. And, you know, I think he's becoming a very important playmaker. For you, Paola, what were your your strong points out of out of this game uh, against Miami? I mean, the defensive lineup, I mean, S Smith and Santos, yes. They were, they're a little bit choppy, I'm not going to lie. I was re-watching the game, but um, Smith had a pretty too solid clearance from Campana that I didn't notice at the game because um, when they were defending in the other side, I, I was one of the extreme um opposite um sideline so i couldn't see it so i i rewatched the game and smith even though he's slow he had a great great game and he shut me up because i was criticizing him i like smith coming from the bench instead of starting because he tends to be slower and slower at 75 minutes in so but he had a solid um game santo had a pretty good clearances as well um but sometimes santos was beside jansen i don't know why like he was giving that space between the left flank and 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 miami so i was like i was so confused but then i saw campana that he was trying to help jansen and see but i didn't like those spaces Kara is on fire i don't want him i want him to keep his momentum i like Falco on the 10 like you said luis um because this is his natural position and we were out of wingers last season and now we 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 have more wingers so um i like pereira from starting from the bench as well and on uh, Duncan, Duncan made a, a, an in, immediate impact. And this is why we love so much Duncan. He has already how many assists with this last one? And Santos, that was the second shot of Santos because he tried it a couple of minutes before and he missed by an inch. And then he did it again and he scored. So pretty solid. Um, Jensen and, and Antonio Carlos were on point with Campana and Martinez. So great, great performance. This is the performance that we were waiting for since the beginning of the season. So there's a couple of things that we are missing because when I was rewatching the game an hour ago, we're, we're keeping mi miss missing those key passes that probably are coming with more goals. 
but great performance. I love what I'm seeing going forward. So I hope the team keeps this up. Yeah, we're not gonna go and said, yeah, we're the you know we're Liverpool, right? Or, or we're you know, or hey, yeah, we're you know, we'll, yeah, we're gonna win everything. No, uh, I mean we wish, but uh, reality strikes, and yeah, I mean we still a short squad. We still have a lot of things to improve. But I do want to say that uh, defensively, both our center backs performed uh, amazingly, and uh, you did not notice that Jose Joseph Martinez was playing in this game. He was uh, red hot before this game. Uh, well, he was being an uh, intricate part of their attack. With Campana playing a little bit more forward uh, in this game, Campana was playing a little bit more behind, and he was playing. He was non-existent. He, he, he. I mean, uh, you're talking about. Uh, I would say an eight out of ten uh, game for Robin Jansen, uh, and something had to give, right? Um, and I think that's when the Campana goal uh, struck. Struck and. Uh, I'm going to say this when he scored the tie. I'm like, oh, crap. I was like, you know what? Because uh, it was such a great goal. I'm going to be completely honest. We'll read your comments in just a moment. Uh, I was just like, oh, man, they're not going to come at it. I don't know if they'll come back out of this mentally. I mean, we're, we're in South Florida. And he was in our side. Yeah. And so I was just like, you know what? Uh, let's Let's hope for the best, right? And then their reaction was to keep pushing. And I'm going to go ahead and give kudos to Mark Thor because he took this this picture here. And this is what I'm talking about. Like, like something changed in the locker room. Uh, and that is what I'm saying about the support of the fans. This is what it does. Yeah, It sparks uh, Antonio Carlos to take the leadership and try to motivate his his teammates that were down look at look at wilder's face and you know why his face was like that because he felt guilty that it was pretty much he was covering that shot and he couldn't you know it, and it was he, he kind of covered it uh campana did one a one two like he he, he tried to uh, i think he tricked them a little bit in into on the 1v1 very well uh, very uh tactically campana and he kind of was uh, caught off guard and couldn't know how to defend that shot. And so, you know, he was just m motivating his teammates. And then, I mean, it was a complete 360 after that. And uh, they ended up winning. Uh, had a, they had a great game, all of them, after that. Um, do you, you felt the same way, John, about the change of, uh, of attitude, at least? I th Oh, oh, the reaction, I, I, you know, the reaction. I mean, I think the first half, like I said, Miami had zero XG. So yeah. in the first, like they literally did nothing in the first half, right? And we got our one goal. So it was important when we came out in the second half that we continued that momentum, right? We've seen so many games recently where it's like one good half of play and one bad half of play. So we wanted to come out well in the second half. And it kind of that first... 10 minutes they changed some things and we were starting to look like we we're gonna allow them back into the game and then leo campana scores that goal like you said and i agree i think cartagena he kind of fell back a little bit he could just stand up a little bit straighter and he might have even stopped that from happening but he was off um in the wrong position so basically after that goal what happened was oscar went ahead and made changes and those changes then completely flipped the game back in our favor. And that's when we saw the 
like as soon as Ojeda came on, we saw the car flick to him Boom. to get the yeah. Ojeda goal, which Oscar literally said, like, I put him on to do that. So there is evidence in this game that Oscar made smart tactical decisions and that played out to affect the game to us to win the game. When other times I've been a little bit more critical of Oscar because he's been the guy to react second. This time he was the manager to react first and he changed the game in that moment. And we went ahead to win three, one. And really after that change was made, they, they didn't have an answer. Like they were just done. So we gave them about 10 minutes at the beginning of that first half where they kind of came back into it and they got that goal. And then that change happened and we just shut them down. So I think, you know, big kudos to Oscar on that. And I was, I was really impressed with the effectiveness of our subs in this game. Sure. Uh, let's read some comments here. It says Joshua Tall. Uh, hold on. Let me get it better here. I was so happy we played great uh, versus Inter Miami. And it was so nice to see Kara score again. And it was nice to see Ojeda score again. Santos goal was amazing. Thank you, Joshua. Appreciate it. Big time win, baby. Daniel Phillips. Thank you, sir. Uh, says the official watch party was great. Hats off to the club. There you go. Uh, that's fantastic. Uh, it's also nice and interesting and cool. How could we be in fourth place if we win and DC United and Philadelphia lose? Yes, big time win, says Joshua Tall. Yeah, how things could change as part of a circle. Oh, well, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, this is trying to be funny. Uh, Francis Wilson, I second that. I second what Daniel said. Uh, watch party was fantastic. Listen, I don't care if we're coached by Ronald McDonald. Our starting striker is Grimace, and our strength and condition is a um, burglar. I just want to win. No, that's true. Uh, and uh, to me, man, like I feel the same way. I just want to win. I don't care if it, like, look, this game coming up. I want I, my my wish. It's just my personal wish. I wish for it to be a sold out stadium, right? Everybody cheering, right? Having a good time. And then Orlando, even if he scores in the 85th minute, one nil, one nil win, bro. Like that to me, as look, as long as we see ourselves where we need to be, third, fourth, or fifth, like I'm fine, man. I'm I'm happy. Uh, Jim D, uh, the Miami meltdown is amazing. I'm so glad the roles were in reverse. The fan base will be circling the drain right now. <laughs> That's right. The hunker down, Kara. Jeffrey O, great show. How do you guys feel with the idea that Oscar is out by the end of the season? Well, <laughs> right. I mean, that's the only thing I, I can mean, say. It's it's a long season, right? So, yeah, so again, yeah. and like also, I want to say that it was just one win, and we haven't been in great form recently. So, right, we're inconsistent. I, I said we're on Twitter that it reminded still. me of the LA game, and you know, not to bring us down in any way, but Miami really didn't test us much. Like they really didn't do much. They had no, they were bad. 0.26 XG for the whole game, which basically means they had 20% of maybe one XG. Yeah. So they didn't do anything and they didn't really like the way that Atlanta is going to attack us with their threats. It's going to be a whole different it's a whole, it's a whole so different it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, I think defensively I, there's still a lot of questions that this game didn't answer for me personally. Yeah, I just feel like for example like uh sorry to Ivan Angulo for example, he was a very inactive part of the attack against Miami. I just think that he was he's he's been playing fantastic, but I just feel sometimes his turnover rate's a little crazy, right? And uh, when you have I mean Miami wasn't really much of a 
of a test to him. And I think he's going to get definitely way more defensively tested against Atlanta. And I think we cannot afford those turnovers against a team like Atlanta with a guy like Tiago Almada that can punish you in a one, two, three. So um, we, we definitely need to take this win. Uh, definitely be very proud and happy and, just uh, keep being positive for where the next game's coming about, right? Um, I mean, we ain't perfect. I think Orlando ain't perfect, but I think we're definitely making the right, the right, the right changes for the better. Hopefully, so Jim D, if we can walk together, why can't we rock together? Like, the, like the song from Seven Seconds. There you go. The traveling support looked and sounded great too. Yeah, I want to say, I mean, what? Look, Inter Miami treated the press phenomenal. I want to give kudos to Inter Miami on that. Uh, but I don't know if the fans were very pleased. Um, I know that I heard a lot of, you know, some people from Vice City trying to go look for, for issues over there, you know, you know, the usual stuff. Um, and also the whole speaker situation, right? And I want to give kudos to Franco Paniso. He's who broke down the, the news. Um he uh i mean that that, that just makes you look kind of bad right i mean i think they wanted to sound like the camp now or the camp no but honestly it didn't really work on their favor um i mean and people started leaving too as soon as orlando scored the third like they were already we were singing to them yeah like they were leaving and guys like that just makes you look just horrible man there was the the chant there was like you gotta beat traffic i was like that's that's yeah, yeah. And then, like no 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 everybody uh, they were looking at us and i was like why bye uh, bye <laughs> it was awesome but the yeah. speaker situation horrible like that horrible that's just that's just a disservice to the fan base of inter miami um i mean la familia they were chanting 90 minutes but I mean, you, you, you're kind of telling them, are you really loud enough? You know, in, in, a, in a subtle way, right? Because you're putting speakers. Doesn't make any sense. Plus, the stadium is in an industrial area, guys. Like, there's nothing around. I can go and take my car to be fixed there. Uh, and, and there's like five auto mechanic shops there. I can take my car my, my, if I have a boat. But there's nothing around there. There's like absolutely nothing. So and I don't know, but the way that it sounded in my area, it was like an echo. So it was super, super bad. They were singing oh, something wow. else and we were hearing something else. And Oof. I was like, what the heck God, we dude. are hearing here? Like, shut them up. But on the yeah. broadcast, it sounds like way too whole, if that makes sense. Like oh, okay. usually <laughs> you can directionally hear, like, yeah. okay, they're yeah. over on this side of the stadium. You could literally hear it like coming from the whole stadium so it's like i personally think the mls should should ban that i think yeah i think it's disgraceful i don't think you should be allowed to do it i put yeah. it up there with having you know not real grass pitch and playing on a you know baseball stadium as things that mls should get out of this league because they don't belong here and i think it's a it's an embarrassment really well, and then and miami should be they should be embarrassed and their fans should be embarrassed and it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, and then you know, fan, uh, Miami fans are, are are upset too, you know, because of the form of their team, and they lost against the main rival, which is Orlando City, obviously. And they actually were very, in a way, uh, online, and also people that came up to me, colleagues, saying, "Hey, you know, you won. It was a great game. Like, you know, like uh, congratulations. You know, take the win out of here. You deserve it." 
type of thing, right? Um, let's do some more comments. Jeffrey O, also Firmino to Orlando, please no. Bobby Firmino to Orlando, please. He, why can't he go to Inter Miami for example? We don't have a DP spot. We can't. There's no, right. there's no money. Uh, to, for, yeah. We can't. There's, we have one slot and very little money in the budget. So right. if anything, it's going on a defender. One thing, though, is Miami has that bad bunny, man. Like, you know, uh, on like that, that music needs to be played something, more. Hey, uh, something that I'm going to give kudos to Miami is just yeah, the DJ. It was yeah, on point. DJ I was, was dancing. On point. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't like Aqua or or, or, or like no, Boston. I was I mean, they know how to Orlando throw a good party, flag, but like... they don't know how to score. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hunker down. Kara, eight matches, four goals, two assists. Duncan, ten matches, four goals, two assists. Yeah. I mean, the production, it's there. Um, I feel like um, the subs also worked. Like Martin R- R- Rodrigo was actually good also. Um he, you know Duncan uh, Mauricio Mauricio to me he he came he, he came in with a fire in his eyes and uh, it was good to see it's easier for him to run the game when everybody's Correct. tired you know because yeah. then he comes in with fresh legs like I know that sounds really harsh but it's like at his no, age like, he comes in with fresh legs at the 60th minute he's able to be way more effective than he is from the start because everyone else is tired and he's able to keep up a bit better right like it's it makes it sounds bad, but it's true. Like he is more effective coming off the bench, I believe, and I think you guys agree that too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm in that picture. Look for me. Look for me. Where are you? And well, <laughs> it's in the bucket hat. The bucket. Oh, you're. Oh yeah, right, right here, right here. That's me. There you right go. Here. There you go. Where's Waldo? Where's Hold Waldo? On. Where? Hold on. Oh, right there. Look. <laughs> Right you there. can see her little face poking out. <laughs> oh, oh, look at that! Look at that! Wow, no, that's great. These are best o- o- OC OC podcast by far. Alec, how do you doing, Alec? <laughs> there you go. I think he's a little. He's still bi- in Fort Lauderdale. No way. Yeah, he's working over there. So he's yeah. hang- he's hanging out with uh <laughs> with the uh, with a uh, Vice City with Vice oh, City. Vice City. He's probably oh, uh, wow. painting the. Tifos over there. I'm just kidding. I'm well, just kidding. He's another, not. He's another not. Thing, another thing I wanted to say was uh, definitely fans in Miami are not happy. And uh, also, you know, the coach, the coach, you know, was a little upset with media, right? <laughs> with some of the questioning. Uh, and, and to Franco, too, you know, kind of cursed and got frustrated. Uh, people are calling out for the head of, uh, um, you know, um, their coach as well. So, you know. I mean, there's also the recycled TIFO. Like, yeah. there's, I, the list is endless. The right? speakers, yeah. the they're, TIFOs. They're, they're, they're a clown show down there. They're a joke. But, but, but you know, but, but, this, but this is the difference, guys. And I guess this is something that Orlando needs to take a, a big pride, big, super proudful of this. Orlando was built. Orlando City was built. It was not like somebody went and bought the franchise. Like, like we were we. Orlando had a a crowd and a fan base before MLS. Now that it transitioned to MLS, you look at the examples of of how big the culture has grown in Orlando when it comes to soccer. Like, uh, it's serious to the point that. 
there's opposite opposite views that happens in the best of families, right? So uh, they don't have that in Miami because Miami is so brand new. So the, the MLS is just, hey, you got to do this. You got to do that. They're telling them what to do. And so they're, you know, it just doesn't look organic. That's what I'm trying you know to what's, say. Um, funny, Luis, is I remember when we we were applying to get the MLS franchise and we one of the there's a whole list of things you had to have, one mm-hmm. of which was a soccer civic stadium. New York, looking at you. Um, and then the other things that they had on that list, one of the main ones was you had to prove that you had a soccer fan base. Like there was enough interest in your market right. to be able to get people, right? And the way that Orlando City did that was already by having a USL team and showing like 10,000 people a week, right? At a you know minor league soccer that we could get that many people out. And then you get franchises like Miami, you never had to do that. So... I would be interested, you know, it's like they they change the rules a lot. And now, like, none of those really apply. Like, they just, uh, you know, San Diego, like, they yeah, did have a minor league thing. team. Like, they're doing okay. But they, they don't really have all these stipulations on a franchise because they now believe that wherever they go, it's just going to be successful. But when we joined the league, there was a whole wariness of, like, will it work in this market? Hence why we had to kind of do a lot of things that nowadays these franchises don't have to do. Yeah, it's 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 crazy, man. Like, um, I totally agree with you. Like, even Austin looks more organic, even though they're brand new, but it just looks more organic. Like Cincy is totally example of like a great built team worked their way up, went into the major. Like that's that's what it should look like. And. I think some of these franchises, they're just, they want the market. So they don't necessarily need a team there before. They're just going to say, it's a big market. It'll work. Let's do a team. That's right. And then, you know, we're going to talk about this goal right here. I mean, what a, I mean, I'm going to say this. I mean, like uh, Bertman used to say, put some respect on his name. Put some respect on his name. There you go. Urgent Kara, man, with the back hit flip, dude. Like, I was like, what is he doing? He was like, bah. like, you know, it was it was phenomenal. You should have seen us in the stands. Yeah. And we were like, that went in. That went in. And I yeah, was recording. Yeah. I have the recording of the of the goal because I was just recording. Oh, let me record, blah, blah, blah. And when I saw that ball in the back of the net, we were like, what? And we were just jumping around. So it was a cool goal to see in our side. His awareness of the pitch, like he already knew if he was going to do that, he was going to score. Like that to me is impressive. I don't know, John. So um, it's funny because I sent on Twitter, I put a Rujo, um, you know, take some tips from the, you know, the king of the long throw. And I sent him a video, well, just out there on Twitter, a video of um, Rory Delap who is a famous Stoke player who early 2000s when we were in the Premier League, he had this long throw that, that he would that. do that was that was killer. And it's like a long, flat bullet. And that's that's what it is with this. Basically, because you could throw it directly into the box, it's even more accurate than a corner. So when you're able to do it effectively like this, you're basically putting the ball directly on Carr's head. And all he has to do is <laughs> redirect it into the goal with a little flick, right? And also, you have to hope that the Inter Miami defenders right. don't mark him because three of them are around him and none of them mark him. So there's a little bit of luck there, but it's it's the the way you throw it. Like if it's really arching, looping ball, 
there's so much time that's in the air that the defenders can get up and head it away. So it has to be quite like fast and flat. And this one was perfect and car just with a little knock and it was great. You don't see it very often and it's yeah, the- cool. And we, we haven't been very good at them so far. Like they really have not been hitting until this one. So and this you know, and they was... tried another one later in the game, and that, that didn't really work. So yeah. it's not going to be 100% effective every time. But when it does work, it, it's very I will effective. take it. When it yeah. wor- it's working. And not only that, this this was in the best when Calendar was having his best performances. And that completely sunk him down mentally. You see what I'm saying? What can one goal do to you? Right, uh, especially a backflip, it demoralized the whole entire team at that point. They didn't come back to the point that Kamal Miller was having a bad game. Like, uh, and you know, typically Kamal Miller, you know, World Cup, Canada national team, Orlando City, pretty solid player, but uh, it wasn't his night. Uh, great throw, uh, I will say. Uh, then th- that was not the only genius of Kara, because then we saw the assists he gave. That little flick to Tincho Ojeda for the goal. Uh, I mean, that was that was great, and you know that tells you a player like Ojeda on that one v one, he was not gonna miss. I'm gonna say this, and I know I'm gonna get probably a lot of slack, but if you would have given it to let's say a former Orlando City player that are no longer in the team, probably they would have missed this chance. Probably. Are you going to say names? I'm just kidding. Don't no, say I, I'm just saying because, I, I mean, <laughs> it was a lot of quality. I mean, you could botch that that 1v1 against Calendar. But I think Tincho yeah. had the vision. And he already is like, you know, I'm, I'm 1v1 against this dude. I have to score. He set himself up really nicely yeah. with that little touch first. Like, he just pushed it out where he wanted it. And then he knew that he was just going to be able to left foot it round the guy as he came out towards him. It, it was a very... Calm and collected finish, I would say. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm going to see if I think I took the, a picture. No, no, no. That, that didn't work. But, um, yeah, it was a very good finish. Um, let's read some some comments. The hunker down. Say it. Kara, give the men respect. No, that's completely right. And then, you know, um, what do you think about um, the third goal? Massive. It was that massive. I don't know. Do you see a turnaround? Do you see a turnaround for Santos Paola? I think I think this gonna be more like a boost for him. Um and I don't see him as a defender though. Like I don't know if he's a defender, but he's playing in the wrong position. I can see him more. I don't know in the midfield as I, I or a winger. He has some good passes, crosses to um to the box, but sometimes he felt asleep defending. So that's why I'm like, what was going on? And then he put that cherry on top with that score at the end. So probably this is gonna boost his morale. And he like the dude is the is the first time here in MLS. He's trying to figure it out. And all that stuff, but let's see if this goal is a booster for him. Hopefully, and he can see um, videos and he can rewatch himself. Hey, I commit this error. I don't. I cannot commit it for for the next game. So the big question is if he's going to start to Atlanta, 
if it's a poppy special, we're going to see the same information. And I know that we're going to talk about this in a minute, but hopefully this is going to boost his morale for, for the upcoming games. Yeah, and uh, I will say, I mean, bad defending by Inter Miami right there. Um, and it was just a good, I said, it was a good shot. I mean, he he went for it, and, and I'm glad that he went in. Um, he he scored the dagger, and that completely changed the game. I mean, at that point, it was all Orlando. Orlando could have maybe gone up one more goal if needed be. They had a couple of more chances too, but, um, I mean, at that point, it was it was over. And when he scored that, everyone started leaving the stadium. Like everyone started leaving the stadium. And he was super bad. Yeah, like, it was, it's not like Orlando, yeah. you see two or three families. No, like fire drill. The 80th execute. minute. Yep. <laughs> you know, I'll be honest with you. I feel like, uh, I mean, Orlando right now is going to have a, a huge. Gaston Gonzalez not being fit. It's hopefully it doesn't affect us a lot because he was just starting to get, you know, solid, man. And uh, that's a big blow. But and look, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to Santos, but I don't know if he's the left back we need against Atlanta. Well, like I said, I think in this one, we, we didn't really see him get tested too much. I right. think I did a, see a few times he like made the right call. He went up for the tackle. Like positionally, I think he was a little better than we've seen him and did a few more things defensively better. And obviously, I've never had an issue with him going forward. I think offensively, that's like Paula was saying. Like he's, I think he's like a left wing back who's very good as like a more winger than a defender, you know. And we're kind of being teaching him how to be more of a left back. And I think as long as he keeps growing and learning, then there is a future for him. But like I've been pretty critical of him up to now, mainly because he has, you know, made some defensive errors and we've not really been super convinced from what we've seen up until this game. I think this was uh, the best performance we've seen out of him and, and great positional awareness. Uh, Duncan's pass here for this goal is just so intelligent for a guy of his age yeah. to realize, okay, I'm back the ball to up. goal. Right. I'm back to goal here. I can't do anything like you know, other strikers might try and turn around or might, you know, try and whip a shot backwards. Like he has the knowledge and the understanding to look for whoever's coming in. And Santos was making the perfect run and the great layoff. And, and like you said, a really good shot into that bottom corner. So I was happy for him. You could see on his face as well that he really, like Paula said, he, he needed that. And hopefully he continues to grow and get better, but it would be interesting to see when Petrasso comes back. Right. I think, I still think Petrasso is probably favored over him in that position. So he's still got a lot to do to claim what should really be his first team spot. Well, we thought it would be his spot at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I feel like uh, Petrasso should probably start. That's just my opinion. Um, he he's, I think he defen- defensively we're going to be. We need to be a little bit better against Atlanta. We need to really. I mean, if there is a how do I say this? If we have to park the bus, you know, like if we're winning one nil and it's minute 85, like park the bus, man. you know what I mean? Like at that point and you need to be defensively sound. So, I mean, I think the, the key for Orlando city has been being defensively sound first, especially the center back duo. And then everything fall into place. Um, Cause everybody played way more free than 
also Inter Miami, every transition play they'll they'll play, they'll lose the ball in the mid. I so, mean, they have no mid. Like they, partly yeah. because they're injuries, but yeah. also yeah, they just don't really gone. have a mid. Mota's gone. Yeah, so they have no mid. So now Atlanta's a different different beast, and we're gonna be talking about that. Thank you so much. Uh, let's read some more comments. The third goal, the hunker down, was a great team goal. I agree. Joshua Tall, I agree with you, but Gaston, uh, about Gaston, and it's very unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, it is It is sad. The but, big worry know, for him is, it, is it the same injury? Because, like, the look on his face was like he knew exactly what had happened. Like, he, he to me, he looked like, oh, no. Like it's, Hopefully not. He if, was it, if it is, then that back. could become an issue, like a recurring hmm. thing. Like, this is yeah. what happens with players. Like, you do it once and then again. And so hopefully it's a different thing from what he was out with his what was it acl or something that he was out for a whole year yeah yeah it was um, it was it was an acl yeah so this looks more like his hammy or something yeah, it, was his, so it was his hammy hopefully, yeah hopefully it's not the same issue and, and he's quicker to recover and uh, it brings us to the games against atlanta now uh before i dive in into that let's look at the standings um um for the mls um wait when they do that, you know. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Google, for being so friendly uh, with this. There you go. So look at Cincy, man. Remember, like a year or two ago, people were like, "Oh, Cincinnati, bottom of the table," and I look at look at Cincinnati, man, playing amazingly. Um, Nashville. I- I think they're an example of Luis that, that it can be done, right? Yeah, like I don't, can. I don't think anybody who's saying like, "Oh, he's gonna slowly we'll get higher and up," was like, no, it's not that hard in MLS to do really well. Like, look at what they've done in two years. We could do that. And uh, with the three, the beauty about this um, three uh, one to three win of Orlando City against Miami is uh, our goal differential is in zero. So hopefully we could raise raise that up against Atlanta. Uh, it's going to be a tough matchup, but if Orlando beats Atlanta and then Philly and DC lose, you know uh, Orlando can stay between four and fifth place. You know, uh, which is, I think it's great. Um, it's the that's the unpredictability of the East, right? Um, now, if Orlando loses against Atlanta and Columbus and Charlotte win, then you know we are out of playoff contention again, right? Uh, yeah, this is a, you want to say something, John? No, no, I just think, yeah, it's, it's really tight in the east, and really ju- just as much as we could go up, we could go down, so right. I don't like to be the bummer. I like, okay, it's like, oh, you're so like down sometimes. I'm like, no, I'm not down. I'm just realistic, right? And I think that this season we, we've seen so many ups and downs. And I, I really hope that we can put a few wins together, but it hasn't been the case so far. So let's let's continue with the wins before we think about where we might be in the table. You know, I think it's uh, at this point to me, where we are in the table is not as important as seeing consistency on the field, like consistent results. Yep. And then, uh, Paola, we're facing Atlanta. Uh, they faced uh, Chicago. They tied three goals to three uh, in a very thriller game with an own goal by one of their center backs. 
what are your expectations out of this game against Atlanta? We're going to see blood on that midfield. Thiago Almada against Cesar Araujo, probably. Or Wilder is going to be that 1v1 trying to stop him. And like you said, Araujo is not going to play against us. So that's one of the, their strongest, not strong, strong player, but, you know, it's an okay player for the squad. Um, so we have to take that as an advantage and move that ball quickly um, to score the goal. I have a, a theory that we need to score, score first in the first 15 minutes. Um, against Miami wasn't in the 15 minute, but it was a little bit later. So, and we got luck and, and we capitalized with three goals. So we need to see the same consistency that we saw in Miami, but a little bit of more defending in our wings and in our left back and, and right back, because it's, it's a different beast. Like you guys said in the beginning of the pot. So hopefully Kara is still being Kara on fire and Ojeda as well. So let's see what was going to happen. But I think Tiago Almala is going to be shut down by Cesar Araujo on Saturday. True. And uh, I will say this uh, when it comes to Gonzalo Pineda. No, he's not related to me. I'm just going to say this. But I'm still, I'm just it's kidding. not your uncle? No, it's not my uncle, man. Oh. And, and they want to fire him, uh, too, man. And Mauricio Pineda, if yeah. he plays for Chicago, he's your cousin, right? He's your cousin, yeah, right? Man, man, they want to no. fire him. They want to fire him, too. Fire everyone, man. You know, I'm, I'm telling you. Gee. But uh, what I was going to say was, uh, look, I know for a fact uh, the team is going to concentrate in Tiago Almada. And I think we should not be so sidetracked on Tiago Almada. I think uh, if we make this a game that we're only going to mark Diago Almada, <laughs> we're going to leave so many gaps, and they have players that can capitalize. And I will say, we are we are in a way lucky, and I'm going to say this blatantly, lucky, that Luis Araujo is not going to play this game because he, this guy was the partner in crime in transition attack for Diago Almada. Tiaulma always looked to his right, try to look for, for Luis Araujo. Now he's not going to be there. So who's going to have now the thread? It's going to be on the left side. It's going to be Derek Etienne. Uh, Derek Etienne is going to have the ball more now on the left wing. So who's going to be guarding that left wing? Angulo. Also, we could see um, Kyle Smith. Smith, right? yeah. Right? So... Uh, that's something we need to be a little bit concerned and we need to make sure that we, we, we stick to having somebody checking Etienne out and making sure that he's not, that we're recuperating the ball and we capitalizing. Now, when it comes to, uh, to me, another, the center back duo, it's wonky. Purata just come from scoring, even though he played in, in Tigres, he comes from Tigres. Um, a big team in Mexico. He just scored an own goal. He and he's also a, a center back that has scored in Orlando uh, in Orlando many times. So offset pieces, Purata is very really good. Now I've seen play Luis Abram. It seems that Luis Abram might be the other the other center back uh, playing because Miles Robinson lately has been coming as a sub, right? I think he's been coming back from injury, so right. he might he might be ready to start against right. us. Who so knows? so let's see. But if it's Luis Abram, uh, Luis Abram, it's not good guarding the long ball. 
telling you this right now. So if we try, if if uh, Robin Jensen tries those long shots, and it's Purata is like somewhere with maybe Ronald Hernandez, and then there's a there's a gap, and then Facundo Scudin, uh, and Abraham is your only center back right there. Uh, you can bet Orlando will score a goal right there. Uh, Abraham is a little wonky and not 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 too good at guarding a the long shot, even though he should. Another thing with Abraham is you put a little bit of pressure on him and he loses the ball. Uh, this that, that That's one of the reasons that he's no longer in Cruz Azul. Uh, a lot of the turnovers occurred because of issues of him passing the ball, um, um, you know, to turning over the ball constantly and then the other team scoring. Uh, really bad defensive mistakes. Brought him into the MLS and Atlanta signed him. So, uh, but one thing that, and I don't know what you think, uh, John, about this, but the the left back position and the right back position for Atlanta, they've been doing really, really, really well. And that's where a lot of their soccer is coming from with Andrew Gutman, right, who scored a goal against uh, Chicago, and as well as uh, Caleb Wiley, right, which is uh, a pretty good sub. I don't know. What are your thoughts regarding um, Atlanta in, in the attack? I mean, they've been very effective. Uh, I think you're definitely right about Tiago Amada. I think obviously he's the guy and we could get too hung up on closing him down and then leave their other assets available to score. And they they do that a lot against other teams. The other thing is you could put, you know, Rujo, you could put two guys on Tiago Amada. He'll still find a way to get out of it and make plays. Like you're not going to completely stop him. Um, you're not really going to completely stop this team, in my opinion. I think our best bet is to go all-out attack and try and outscore Atlanta. And that might sound kind of crazy, but I think offensively we have just as many assets as they do. Uh, I think, you know, we've got Carr who's on fire. We've got Ojeda who's looking back at form. We've got Faku Torres. Like, let's get all three of those guys out there. Let's go 100% and attack Atlanta. I'd rather lose 4-2 then try and stop them and lose like one, nothing two two one. You know, I just personally don't think we're able to do a, like a whole game of a defensive strategy against them and get the win. Right. I think we need to try and match them like for like by going all out attack and seeing if we can outscore them. Like it's, it's happened. They've had plenty of games this season that other teams have done that. They're going to come and attack us. That's just how they play, right? So let's not act like we're the away team at home and go defensive, <laughs> right? Like, you know, but I think that that's something that Oscar could be likely to do, you know, and I, I really hope he doesn't for this one. I, I think we have just as good a team attacking-wise as them and, you know, maybe even better defense than them, right? You know, you've yeah. got Pedro. If it's a tight game, he can win you a game by making some big saves. So let's not go for 90 minutes of defense. I think that's personally, I think that's the wrong strategy. Yeah, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And another thing that I'm going to add, uh, you know, and I'm going to give Paula the mic too, is they have a pretty similar uh, strikers on the up and up, as you say, like that player, Georgios Yanumakis. I think he, he was from Yakumakis. Yeah, from former uh, Celtic player. Celtic. Yeah, he killed it. Yeah, Celtic. he killed. Player. Yeah, and he just scored a brace against Chicago. He came in as a sub. Uh, 
Who was their starting striker? Miguel Berry. Now, strawberry? Blueberry? What kind of berry is he? No, he's just M M Miguel Berry. All right. Now, watch out because I think Gonzalo Pineda, what he's going to do is he's going to try to put Eric Lopez. Now, you probably ask, who is Eric Lopez? Is it George Lopez's son? No, he's not. Eric Lopez is former Banfield player. He played against uh, Enrique. He was his teammate in Banfield. For played with Enrique. Yeah, played with Enrique in Banfield with two, for two seasons with him. So we, we may see Barry not having a lot of minutes, maybe not minutes, any minutes at all, because, and I think Oscar needs to listen to this. Uh, the, 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 that's what's probably, if, you, if you're going to put Oscar Enrique as a nine, uh, it, it ain't not going to work because uh, they, they know how to stop. I mean, his Eric Lopez, they used to play Eric as a nine and uh, Enrique was the second striker in Banfield. So he knows exactly how Enrique plays. So, and I think Pineda might, might be using that uh, against Orlando tactic-wise. Uh, but Giorgio Giannoumakis is as hot as Urgent right now. I mean, so it would be great to see. And again, you know, I think our, our back four need to be on point. That's why I'm saying, you know, Rafael Santos, are they going to probably leave him because he just scored? Uh, or they're going to maybe try to do more of a defensive you know um ta Boy, ta you know what i mean we should do the lineup because i got other questions as well that's right <laughs> yeah, sure like uh, you know gaston is out right so Ugh. he's been starting which means there's a spot there someone's gonna do some moving around i think angulo is gonna play that position i think you're right too yeah but more than, more than likely yeah, I mean, I think left back is interesting. I, I do think Smith will go there. But then who's playing right back? Because we've still not got Mikey. When Mikey's coming back? Not for a while. <laughs> He's yeah. at the U20 World Cup. Let the man enjoy his World Cup. I know. Uh, I know no. we need him. We need him desperately. That's but, stubborn. You know. I mean, I, I was yeah. sad when he didn't get called up. So I'm glad that he did. I would, I would put secondary. Freeman in. I would put Freeman they call me crazy, but I will no, give I'm Freeman. With you, Luis. I, think I will like it's time. Maybe not to... this game though. This is a hard. Yeah, I mean, game this is this Freeman is a very yeah yeah. You should I, put I, him in for last game, you know. Yeah, like he would. Hey, oh, go ahead, Luis. Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead, Paula. Sorry. No, I was gonna say the first game that Holiday play, it was a rough game. It was against Red Bull. Do you remember that <laughs> oh, game? Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. You that never know. Hot, that was a hot. You potato. never know. That was a hot potato. It was a hot potato. It was a mess. It, well, it was the first game of the kid, but I don't see it coming because we're we're trying to win more consistently. So I don't mind Freeman, but what other options do we got? I think zero, right? I mean, we got Kyle and we got Rafael Santos, right? That's what I'm I saying. I think he's going to be the, with the <laughs> same. So do you think I, Oscar's going to repeat the lineup? I think there's a very strong possibility you're going to see Schlegel playing a fullback position. So not four, but I think I would rather Oscar brought like Salimin and let you know Antonio Carlos play right back or something, you know? Or no, dude, I would still rather play Santos for that position, and you know Santos and and Smith again. 
Why not? Like, I think, that, I think that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to uh, happen. He's I not going to touch it. I think if you want to play Smith left back, who are you going to play at right back, right? So you kind of have to play Smith at right back, which yeah. means then you and he didn't sort do of that. have to play Santos. Unless Petrasso is ready, in which yeah. case then Smith's yeah. right back and Petrasso left back. And then I think the mid, we're not going to change. I think uh, these yeah. three, I think, is going to be Araujo, which Araujo also... That that ref too with the yellow cards, man. That ref. Mm. Is, well, he I mean, got one retroactively, right? For the uh, yeah, yeah simulation. Oh, no more simulations for you, Araujo. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. We don't need that. He's gone to the Neymar school yeah, of sim- simulation. I know, right? I know. And then we have Faku right here, uh, right? And I mean. Now you will see Gonzalez, right? Well, no. and and we you won't would... see Gonzalez. No, we won't see Gonzalez. The thing we're gonna see is Ojeda and Angulo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think That's you're what, right. What we're gonna I see. I think what you could do though is Ojeda right wing and Enrico Enrique left wing. You're crazy to see that, and I'm too. Yeah, John. I, I mean, you, you, you it's so many attackers on the field. Like, there's well, very little. Is, like, I, I don't. I don't really. There's very think... little defense going on in that front four. If we did that, but I think uh, hmm, I could see Enrique as a, as a sub in the second half. I don't know if I see him as a starter. Can Duncan McGuire play left wing? Do we want to teach him <laughs> how to be a left winger? <laughs> this guy. Uh, so we'll see what uh, Angulo, right? And then Ojeda. Or are you guys going for for Enrique for real? Nah, I'm just throwing ideas. No, because it's going to be Angulo left wing. We want to see a prediction come to life. Back in. He's been on the bench, but he's earned it back now because he got a goal. So he'll get the start, which means Angulo goes to that left. Angulo is the ultimate utility player, right? Yeah. The guy just gets moved around wherever we need him and he still gets a start wherever, whether it's right back or left wing, he's on the field. Yeah, he's a he's a Benji Michel, but but with uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I I remember Benji trying to go in transition. He would lose the ball like right in the. I was right gonna before, say that more like, controllable. Like, like yeah, he's he's more. Uh, he has a little bit more dribbling on the one v one. He's just gotta pick his head up, though. You know, yeah. it's that he makes three or four good moves. Yeah, and then he's going for like five, exactly. six, seven. It's like yeah, no, he's no, trying no, to do the messy. Just, just stop where you are and yeah. look up and make a pass or take a shot. Like you don't need to run the ball all the way into the goal. Yeah, he over dribbled the ball plenty of times against Miami too, and then and uh, threw out two balls. Yeah, and again, guys, uh, shoot the ball, man. Like that's another thing I want to say. Like shoot the ball, like from distance. Like I don't know what. But don't be Ojeda though. Yeah. Shoot the ball from distance, man. Like, don't shoot uh, every time you get the ball. Yeah. Exactly. Every time that Ojeda is like, boom, I'm like, what are you doing? Just stop. Stop. I just, <laughs> I, I want to see a goal from, you know, one you of will. those crazy uh, decisions that he made. But sometimes it's like, bro, chill out. It's going to come, but not in this game. And then so. another thing, another thing that that, and I'm gonna say this, another thing that I I think it needs to improve defensively in a way was, Atlanta is gonna pressure you more than Inter did, and so with that being said, this whole short passing, Engalesa's box, it ain't working for me, bro, because 
Now you're having Tiago Almada, you're having Etienne, you're having that guy, uh, Yakumakis from Celtic. Like you're talking about uh, better players than Miami. And so what if they <laughs> they turn over the ball right there? Galiz is 1v1 against Almada. Do you think Almada is going to miss? Come on, man. It's something right. you have to be careful. Like when right. you're trying to play that possession system is like, if it, if it happens to you once or twice, the coach needs to be smart enough to say, okay, just kick it away because they're pressing us and we're not able to get out. Like, I think if you're going to do it as well, Luis, it makes more sense to Galese to pass it directly to Rujo and Cartagena and just bypass the center backs. And that way, if something goes wrong, they're still there in position. It's there's ways to do it that um, are more intelligent than what we've done. The other thing I want to say about Arujo and, and Cartagena in the in the midfield is that they're both quite deep a lot of the time, and Faku's very high up the field. And so in the actual like center of midfield, we often have a lot of space. So I think more likely it is that Cartagena needs to be stepping up a little bit more, like getting a little bit further up the field and making challenges on guys before they get too far into our side of the field. Arujo is kind of sitting a little bit deeper, but right now they're both sitting deeper. And if you notice, like people are running in and no one's going to close them down. So I think one of them has to kind of go forward a little bit more and be more of that box to box guy. And one of them has to be more of the defensive midfielder. Yeah, I totally, totally agree with you um, on that. And, I, I do want to say that what, what Jensen was doing against Miami, I don't know if you noticed, but he would just like completely kick the ball out of the box, just throw it anywhere. Like I, I, that's sometimes what you got to do. Just do the simple thing, right? You're, you're there to defend. If you have to just kick the ball to the other side, just kick it, man. Like rather, get it out of the box. Yeah. If it's in danger, just get yeah, rid. Just, like, just, yeah. get, just get rid of the ball, man. Just get rid of the ball and, you know, have them have a a, a long throw, or whatever. But you know, it's, it's just get it out of the box. Don't don't keep passing it. And then, I mean, you don't have your starting wingers. So I mean, your 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 wing backs or your left backs and your right backs. So uh, I think this is how Orlando is going to line up uh, against uh, Atlanta. Galese, uh, Smith, Antonio Carlos. I think there's a comment here that says, uh, "I thought AC was suspended next game." Nope, he's not. No, uh, no, he's not. He has three yellow cards so far. So okay. So the, the one that um, I have the numbers here, but the one that has four yellow cards, just guess who it is. Araujo. No. Cartagena. Smith. Oh, Kyle Smith. Ooh. Kyle Smith has four yellow come cards. Come on, come on, uh, come on, Alex. Alex Freeman, come on, Mo. They, those are probably old professional fouls, you know? Like he only them. gives away a yellow when he's been beat, yeah. and he's just like, okay, I'm going to take you out. I got it ready. Yellow. Yeah. I got Cartagena it ready. and Araujo has three yellow cards, both of them. Give the men, give the men a chance. I think you come off the bench for Smith, right, well, at least, because, you yeah. know, we, we don't really have any replacements. So if our wings are – our fullbacks are tired and they're – like Kyle Smith played a lot of minutes covering both left and right yeah. back. So I think he could come off and we could bring on Alex Freeman for 30 minutes or so. Right. Yeah. Or if yeah. not 10 minutes, like just, <laughs> just give him a little bit more time. He already played 30 seconds. So why not? Yeah. And not only that, he has a, he, I mean, if let's say there's a, a set piece, he's good at scoring in those opportunities. He's done it at OCB. 
Like uh, he also has a shot from distance. So these are little things that you know it would be cool to see. I can see him run. scoring goals like the one Santos scored. That's the kind right. of positions he gets. Exactly. In. Yeah. That's why he was doing it at OCB. So let's read some more comments. Hunker down. He says, Cara, uh, uh, Angulo, Ojeda, Facundo, Cesar, Cartagena, Jensen, Antonio Carlos, Smith, Santos, and Galese. There you go. Uh, more comments. What a match. Vamos, Ryan Jensen. I want to say hello to my friend Ryan Jensen. Thank you, my friend. Joshua Tall, I want Galese to kick it deep most times, too. Yeah, that's right. Galese loves to play uh, play, play with somebody, right? That's another thing that I noticed, too. Um, and he tried to kick it long a bunch of times, too. So so now uh, let's talk about um, this right here uh, before we, we close, too. And I want to thank everyone for being live with us. Um, there you go. Team of the week, man. Arjun Kara, right here. All right. And right here, Oscar Pareja, Orlando. Right. What are, what are your thoughts? I think it's well-deserved, right? Well-deserved. Yeah. And this, this will, will be good for Kara to continue his, you know, his momentum. This is fuel to him. So kudos to Kara. Own more goals on Saturday. We want to see it in our stadium. I want to see a hat trick. That's all. That's right. What about you, John? It made me think about our um, preseason predictions and that I picked him to be our leading goal scorer this season at the beginning of the season. And really, like, he wasn't, you know, his start to the this season hasn't wasn't really great. He had some injuries. There were some issues. And then he got the goal at Tigres. And ever since then, he's been, like, slowly getting more and more minutes, more and more time. And now he's looking like the car that we expect to see, right? So I'm all about it. Let's hope he can get 15, 20 goals this year. Let's uh, let's keep giving him those balls in the box, right? Like he, we're getting really good at understanding where car is going to be and finding him in the box. And if we do that, nine times out of 10, he scores. So I'm all about it. That's right. And then, you know, uh, Oscar Pereja, right? Coach of the match day, right? I think um, the subs were on point. Uh, and, you know, we spoke to Oscar in the press conference um, in Fort Lauderdale. And, and you know, <laughs> he did said he addressed, he's like, you know, I am good with criticism. <laughs> you know, uh, he, he said, you know, I'm really good with criticism. I think criticism fuels us to be better. And I want to thank the fandom for doing that. So uh, he was very civil about that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, definitely the substitutions were on point and it definitely changed the pace of the game, in my opinion. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for, for him. And I think it puts uh, kind of like, you know, you go to the kind of like you go to the park, you know, and, you know, you're super hot and then you buy that cool towel, you know, that, the, you know, that just refreshes you. It's kind of like cools you down a little bit. Think this is the cooling towel, right? The cooling towel for for the fandom a little bit, right? Let's hope that it doesn't get warm again. <laughs> you know, let's just hope that it keeps, you know, everything going well. I think a win against Atlanta will be huge, uh, right, Paola? What are your thoughts regarding Oscar being the uh, the manager of the match day? It's like it's like if Kara is helping him see himself in the week of. Um, the team of the week is the same for Oscar Pareja. Like, 
this is a momentum that he's like not he shouldn't be relaxed he should have been okay things are working let me continue the consistency with the team let me you know this is fuel for him so and i'm glad when i saw that oscar pareja was the coach of the week i'm like i think he figured this team out i don't want to jinx it because the same thing i said it in, in against la galaxy and i don't want to say it again but i think oscar is figuring out who to sub in what time who is their strength who is their weaknesses at the time of the game so kudos to oscar um i know that his position i don't want to be a coach like it's it's hard it's hard to be a coach and and i think this is a This award has been in the right moment for him because I think he deserves it, and I think this will be fuel to his future games. That's right. Uh, you know, I want to also end by congratulating El Profe Oscar. You know, I think he well deserved um, Coach of the Match Day, right? I think he uh, had um, Phil Neville's number. And yeah. I think that was the really like other times in the season, like, you know, he kind of got a little bit out coached by Rooney a little bit there in the DC game. And this one, it was nice to see Oscar winning that battle. You know, we talk about there's a battle going on between these coaches. In fact, at one point they were shouting each other on the sideline. So yeah. he was like actually getting riled up for this one. And, you know, I think he, he deserves the credit because it was a, uh, a um a tactical masterclass at times from him the way that he brought those subs on to win us the game was was really impressive yeah uh kudos to coach pareja you know he always very very kind to to everyone at the press box and super down to to answer any questions so uh kudos uh for him he thanked the fans in the post press conference you can see the footage right on our youtube channel but let's talk about some more wins Right, uh, pride. I mean, talking about the pride, man. Um, two to one win against Washington, uh, with Marta first goal and first assist, uh, of the year. That's a huge penalty. Like, I mean, that's bad defending, in my opinion. I mean, but, anyways, there you go, Marta with a goal, Marta with a score right there. Everybody was uh, super happy for her. Um, uh, also, she had the assist uh from a corner kick um you know this team it's uh definitely improving game after game and you know i just would love to see more people in the stands be honest with you uh so i encourage everyone to to go support the pride man you know i mean it, it's it's kind of like you know they play the same time as orlando city so it was kind of you know uh difficult for a lot of the fandom but you know look at that almost go by Messiah Bright right there, you know? And then um, they just kept kept trying. I mean, a whole change of attitude uh, from uh, coaches uh, Seb Hines and Giles Barnes. And then, you know, there you go uh, with a set-piece chance by Marta uh, right here. Look, look at that, man. She's she's still playing. like She's like 24 years old, man. Look at that. Like, and then here you go. Here's a corner kick. And then off a header at the death. Kylie Strom scores, a former Atletico Madrid player, by the way, um, scores uh, the winning goal. And Orlando Pride win 2-1 against Washington Spirit. So uh, very happy for, for them. And it was pup night, man. Up the pups. 
man, that was the best part. If you want to see all the pictures of the puppies, man, you got to go to our Instagram account. Thank you to uh, uh, Jay uh, Rapper also. He, he took all the pictures there for Orlando, C Orlando Pride and Orlando City. And then that's not it, guys. We keep winning. This is like a winning fest. This is like a hug fest. This is like a love fest, man. You know, uh, our youth team, the academy, yes. The academy, uh, they uh, also, uh, hold on, they just sent this to me. Uh, they beat Atlanta U17 4-0 to win the division. Huh? So the OCSC Academy U17 beat Atlanta 4-0 to win the division. So just uh, another monumental win of future Lions. And then obviously, I I'm sure everyone knows uh, this player right here, right? Um, hold on, let me share the screen right here real quick. Um, he's going to be representing... An Orlando Orlando City Academy product. Uh, there you go. Um, Granados, right? He's going to be playing for Spain. Look at that. He's going to be representing Spain. That is fantastic. So one of our own players representing us in a huge stage for youth level. I mean, getting on the Spain national team yeah. and not playing in spain or europe is i feel like an achievement in mm -hmm. itself like that mm -hmm. is he has been picked out yeah across the across the ocean for this right it's exactly it's pretty cool now he could still represent the united states obviously when he's older but i mean this is such a massive opportunity for him so hopefully he proves he he excels and i know he loves uh, our show so i want to say hello to him you know and uh hopefully uh Wish him the best of luck in La Roja, right? La Roja, España, Pothombre, Hostia. No, but I'm just going to go off, right? Uh, with my Spaniard accent, it's terrible, by the way. I cannot do the Spaniard accent, to be honest with you. It's not like the, a British accent in any way. I don't uh, think you could do that either. My British, my British accent is even worse. Uh, we'll never even try it. It's very, it's very bad. But uh, congratulations, right? And so... What are your scores against Atlanta, uh, John? What do you think this is going to go? How is this going to play out? Uh, I think it's going to be a 4-3 goal <laughs> bonanza for Orlando City. Yeah, I'm crazy. You're going to make me suffer on Saturday. Okay. I think it's going to be one of those games. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping... Anyway, that <laughs> both teams just attack each other and whoever scores more wins. That's what I want to see. I guess it's my time now. I don't want to jinx this one, but I will say 2-1. To us, I hope. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two to us and one Atlanta. What about you, Luis? I feel um, like Almada or Jack about they're gonna get one at a pair yeah, they're minimum, gonna get right? One. They're that's gonna get one, yeah, probably two. Or. So that's mm -hmm. why I'm like we need to score two or three if we want to win this thing. And remember, in the first 15 minutes, we better score, not park the bus. So just saying. I think the Lions are gonna come out, come out swinging. I think uh people are going to be the walls gonna be loud. 
right? With no speakers. Right? With no speakers. It's going to be crazy. People eating their cholo dogs, you know, rah, rah, rah. right? Uh, you know, people drinking a bunch of beers, you know. Uh, I just think uh, Orlando wins another three to one performance. Yes. Call me a dreamer. Call me a dreamer. I thought about that too, but I was three like, to one performance. To Orlando win, man. If that happens, man, wow. I think Paulo is right. We have to score first. <laughs> yeah, like if we don't score first, it's we're always chasing. The yeah, game. chasing the game. If we yeah. score first, you know, and then hopefully don't sit back and get another. That's the game. Uh, Profit pareja, take advantage of the set pieces. Uh, but if, especially, especially if Abraham is your center back. I'm saying it that uh, as a friendly reminder. Abraham uh, has some it, heavy issues. Uh, he's not a start in the Peruvian national team for a reason. Um, you know, we can definitely we have the 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 players to punish Atlanta as well. We we just have not seen the consistency, and I think hopefully this win against Miami turns the the attitude around. I think you you could already sense it a little bit. That the attitude it's is changing. They're becoming more resilient. They're becoming a way that that team that got the trophy, the US Open Cup trophy. You start seeing a little bit more of that drive. That needs to continue. I want to be the positive person. I, I want to always bet to win for Orlando. So I can uh, see let's... you in your your name there that you are the positive one. Yeah, Should I change mine <laughs> to the negative one. No, Paula, no. you can be you could be the so so. Like, yeah, just so so in the middle. The meh. The meh. The meh. <laughs> the hunker down. Kara Hattrick. Man, if Kara goes into a hat-trick, man. That, that's going to be. And he's been waiting for her. He's going to Imagine, Paolo. Like against Atlanta. A Kara Hattrick. He doesn't have enough ears if he has a hat-trick. He'd have to be like. True. What is he gonna, how is he going to celebrate if he scores he a hat-trick? He almost had a hat-trick against Miami. If it wasn't because of the post, because of ca- what is the goalkeeper name? Ca- calendar. Cal- calendar. Calendar. He stopped one, and the other one, um, it was a Gaston corner kick. He missed by little, so almost a hat trick or more could have been on his way against Miami. So hopefully we can see that in Atlanta. But in the back of the net, not you know going through the to the first post or to the goalkeeper hand. So hopefully we can see a hat a hat trick Just from Kara. Kara, do not do a flip, man. Don't do a flip. We, we're already out without Gaston. We we can't afford another another hurt player in the. You mean in the celebration or or doing a chilena for a goal? No, the celebration. You know how oh, every, everyone's trying. I know Duncan does the flip, and he did actually Duncan pretty has well. Duncan the flip, but I think Kara's too big. I want him to to <laughs> dance. Like remember that celebration that he danced like this yeah, yeah. with with Torres. I want to see that celebration. Oh again. yeah, that that'd be yeah, good. I saw him dancing on the Chegu. Like Kara's yeah, yeah. in there with everybody <laughs> else. I'm like, oh, yeah, Kara is. He was dancing. Just, he was. Yeah. He went to the fans and he was screaming at us like, "Let's go, vamos!" And I was like, "This is the Kara that we need going like he's, forward." He's bought in now, right? I feel like he's he's starting to get in that vibe with the team, and he feels more like a part of us and less like just the striker that we have. 
It says, uh, Francis, Miss Francis Wilson says, the stadium will go wild if Kara scores a hat trick. Yeah, that'll be. And then, and then, yeah, money well spent with Kara, right? And then people are going to be like, yeah, I always believe in you, man. I always, ha I always knew. I knew Kara from the moment you came. Yeah, right? It's going to be, uh, it's, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Facts. This is Joshua Tall and the hunker down. You're welcome. But, you know, we just want, um, everyone to have, uh, a great time, right? I think uh, that's that's the whole point. Us to be united, have a fantastic time watching Orlando City play. Uh, I know for a fact that this game, uh, just by the press conference alone, just by seeing the players uh, on the locker room, um, they are motivated to take this to 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 make this next game be a final. So they're gonna play like it's a final. So uh, I, uh, that change of attitude speaks volume. So. Hopefully uh, it works in our favor and, you know, we're right in the, in the, in the top, top four, hopefully top five in the MLS and in, in, in the East. Right. And then, you know, so what do you want to say uh, to end, end the show, uh, John? No, Paula's playing Pokemon or something over here. I don't know what she's up to. It wasn't my text. No, it, was, it, it was it was my phone that I have an next door. I didn't I didn't I didn't silence it. My apologies. It's Louis Louise. I thought Paula was just over here playing on her switch. She's had enough. No, no. <laughs> no, but <laughs> it's the alarm. All oh, right, I got you. Yeah, and but anyways, guys, uh, drop us a thumbs up. Uh, appreciate you guys watching us live. Paula, any close remarks before we go? Absolutely. Be there on Saturday. Scream to your team. Let's show Miami that we don't have speakers in the wall. That we have better tifos than them. And tomorrow, tiro de esquina podcast in my channel. Um, Tiro de Esquina OC content in Spanish I put a little reel of what happened, what we did on Miami so if you have not seen that go to our Tiro de Esquina OC go to our YouTube Instagram, Twitter we post everything in there uh, what about John, any closing remarks? no, let's just you know, let's bring the noise and the atmosphere for Saturday Huge, huge game against Atlanta. And uh, thank you, everybody who came and dropped a comment today. Everybody's live with us. Thanks to everybody who yeah, listens thank you so afterwards much. on Spotify or wherever you're listening to. Or if you watch us afterwards on YouTube, that's awesome, too. Um, don't be afraid to come and join us live anytime and leave a comment. We're really nice. I swear. Uh, yeah. And follow me on Instagram and Twitter. It's uh, on Instagram at John Rollins and on Twitter, John Rollins OCSC. For all my personal takes and silly memes and things that I post because I'm silly. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, um, you know, let's have a, an amazing time on Saturday. And vamos Orlando. Take care, vamos guys. Orlando. Vamos Orlando. Have a good one. Have a good one. Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our Purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore ORL. 
We're available on Facebook as Latin Proud Orlando and on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening and vamos Orlando.